Today on the Terrible Warriors. A new month, a new campaign, a brand new story just for you. We sit down to play a game about saving humanity from the brink of destruction. When all other plans have failed and there's no one left to answer the call, our team will have to sacrifice everything to save humanity from their end. There is no GM in this game. The story is generated around the table in real time. When we started, we had no idea where it was going to go. But over the course of the next four hours, one thing is certain. The Terrible Warriors are our last best hope. Greetings, terrible listeners. It is I, your not GM. Um, the person who convened this game, Justin Eacock, uh, we are meeting, uh, Happy New Year, by the way, I think this, this isn't the first game of the new year, it's definitely one of them, so... If we succeed. If we, if we succeed. Look, we don't, we don't know what's if, happening in if, the new year. If, if you're listening to this now, then the world didn't end, so that's good. We'll explain all that in a second. First, let me introduce to you, uh, our Terrible Warriors for this campaign. Uh, uh, I'm Justin Eacock, and to my left, your right, we have... Joshua Barbo. Coming to us uh, from our Star Trek Adventures game. Welcome back, Commander Haddock. Why, but not Commander you. Haddock this time. And uh, this is uh, Adam Luker, one of Justin's long, long time friends. You may remember me from the Sprawl episode. Yeah, you were part of Sprawl as well yeah. as uh, the unsung hero of Ashes of the Empire. Yeah, he's, he's oh. the one who gave me the three hour lecture on dice. <laughs> yeah. I definitely mentioned that in game. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times. Repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Repeatedly, over and over. He ran that uh, food line scenario with me so many times. So also, Bree's here. Sorry. I jumped in line. Hi, no, Bree. I'll go back in line. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, now, at the end of the line. Yeah. Uh, Brent Morris from uh, the uh, uh, Star Trek Adventures and the Showhole podcast. Welcome. So this was uh, originally planned tonight, uh, a Star Trek Adventures recording night. Uh, then um, I fucked up and ended up having to go see Princess Mononoke instead. Life is hard. Uh, I had already bought tickets to that. Uh, so we are recording those games different. Now, they're all being released. By the time you've heard this... Those episodes are already out, so this is all out of time. Uh, <laughs> none of that matters. You don't care. We're here to play a game called Our Last Best Hope. And Our Last Best Hope is a game I got from one of the Apocalypse World Humble Bundles that came out a while ago. It was like one of like eight or nine games I got. And I flipped through this and I was like, oh my god, this game's amazing. If you have ever watched Sunshine... Um, or Armageddon, or Deep Impact, or The Core, or even Battlestar Galactica, Pacific Rim. Um, all those bits were like, the stakes are so high that if we fail, everyone's over. Um, also, if you haven't watched Sunshine, just fucking stop and go watch it now. Do it. Okay. So Come good. back. As Bree likes to point out, <laughs> Josh is it, um, <laughs> it cashes in all the checks that Event Horizon tried to write. Yeah, honestly, so, I think it's a better movie than Event Horizon. Fight me, Internet. <laughs> so the point of Our Last Best Hope is it's an RPG about saving humanity. And not just saving humanity, but saving humanity through personal sacrifice. Uh, we are going to become humanity's last best hope. For whatever reason, uh, as we define what it is that is uh, uh, out to get humanity, we are the only ones either left or the only ones available or the only ones qualified to stop this crisis. And then we'll come up with the plan on like how we're doing it. Um, none of those are written down, though. That's all part of the 
character creation process because this game has no GM. It's a game where the five of us are all going to be working together to tell this story. Uh, we'll take turns in terms of who has a spotlight scene, and then everyone else will take on different roles of like what would traditionally be the GM gets split around the table. Um, we will, after we define what the crisis and the limit why we're doing this and the plan how we're doing this uh, we'll also then pick out our roles uh, a soldier engineer scientist or doctor uh, there's five of us so we can all be, you can double up uh, but hopefully we'll get one of each represented and then someone will duplicate another and um, they have m different mechanical as well as narrative changes to the story. Uh, we'll all write down our assets. We'll come up with threats that will be out to get us uh, during this game. And then we'll determine who the captain is and who the supply officer is. Now, this is just me talking out of my ass, but it does recommend that the person who's the captain is the person who also knows the rules because it also plays a mechanical role. They're the ones who keep track of all the dice. Uh, so I don't have to be the captain beyond the opening scene <laughs> like you can all be like mutiny against me and kill me and then I'll just continue on through flashbacks for the rest of the story I you know Brie is not against that particular outcome so <laughs> hello <laughs> so uh, and then we'll also pick out a supply officer uh, who handles the story points uh, those are a lot of terms I just threw at you, uh, but as we go through the creation process, those are terms you will um, get used to. And after this episode, uh, when you come back to episode two of Our Last Best Hope is when this story will begin in uh, what's called Act One. The game is broken up into two acts. They're not equal length. Act two is basically just the final scene. Um, act one is en route to the crisis. Act two is confronting the crisis. Uh, act two triggers after a certain amount of dice have been added to um, the event card, uh, equal to the number of players at the table. Um, and then act two is just we all get one last scene before the grand finale. So uh, if, if, so if you're looking at Sunshine... Yeah, I was going to say, if we're still equating this to Sunshine, where does act two start? Act two starts after Spoilers. Icarus <laughs> two is destroyed. It's and, not spoilers and, because and, we told everyone to pause and go watch it. <laughs> <It's not. laughs> so after Icarus 2 is destroyed and that whole scene on the payload where he's confronting the stowaway and they're activating the payload, everyone gets one last flashback scene. They all get to do their story. They get to run through it one last time. But it all happens on the payload. Uh, at the end of Act 1, they fucked up so much that they rolled a bunch of black dice and they lost a number of assets, including the ship. So then they're just on the payload. So Act 2 is actually all just that final act in the movie where he's running around the payload as they're plummeting into the sun. Which is about the last like 10-15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. yeah. So in this game black dice are bad. So I'm hoping in yes. the format of this game we'll get this episode as creation. We'll get two episodes of act one and then episode four will be act two. They might not all be exactly an hour um, but uh, so we'll we'll just kind of you know just, just bear with me here. This is one of those games like Masks and Norlandia and a few as we played uh, where I, uh, Kakagami High as well. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no, nothing is pre-written here. Nothing at so all. So this isn't like um, some of the others like Star Trek and Star Wars where we've done where we had a, where we had like a story written down. Nay, nay. <laughs> we, are, we are going into uncharted territory. Fun fact though. We're flying by the sea. You are listening to this episode in January 2018. We are recording this episode on November 19th, 2017, uh, around 6 p.m. 
<laughs> According to Christian numerologists and reported by a number of red-label tabloids in the UK, today is the day that Nibiru, otherwise known as Planet X, is to either crash into Earth and destroy us all or pass by so closely that it changes, uh, it sh- like the earthquakes will shake off the crust of the Earth or something And throw like the that. moon Has- off. Hashtag science. Well. So yeah. that's how tidal forces work. There's one of those every couple of years. So if, if that is going to be our crisis, there's a rogue planet that's come from outside the solar system and it's going to just crash into us. I am cool with that. (laughs) That's how planets work. That is one of the things. (laughs) So where we start here is it actually does have, we're going to, you have to pick a mission type. Uh, Our last best hope is broken up into three mission types in the core book. Uh, Space missions, snow missions, zombie missions. When we talked online about it, everyone seemed to be on board with, let's do space missions. The other two are cool, but I I mean like Armageddon and uh, and Sunshine and all the, I mean they're all, it's all about being on a shitty spaceship cut away from Earth in the void, uh, heading out to confront whatever it is that's going to wipe out all life on Earth. Um, Sunshine so. was a much better movie than Snowpiercer, and everyone is sick of The Walking Dead, so let's just go <laughs> this. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we've got we've got me as your captain, so um, who would like to be the supply officer? I got all the tokens in front of Bree, but she doesn't have to be the supply officer. I mean, I don't, I don't mind doing it because you've been yelling yeah, rules been yelling at me for a week. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> unless you want to, if you really want to do it, Josh. No, like, no, I'm I, cool. I was just volunteering. Uh, if nobody else wanted to do it, but if you if you know so, the rules, then you should do I it. I sort of <laughs> know the rules. I've been playing video games a lot while he's been talking to me, but I sort of know them. So here's the fun bit here is we can just also leave this up to random chance. Under the space mission, uh, the classic playset, uh, uh, there, there's like some of the themes here is sardines in a crushed tin can, braving the cold vacuum of space. Your team has wrapped itself in a ship to get them to the crisis. The ship is the only thing keeping you alive, may also be driving you crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the other theme can be more of... Uh, you know, humans think we can envision eternity after all we've seen the ocean. Yet when you stand at the edge of your ship and look out into darkness, you quickly realize that you're just tiny mites of dust hurtling towards the crisis faster than you have ever moved before. And on the other side of the ship's hull is nothingness ready to consume you. So that, like, that can be like both of those can kind of work into our, into our theme. Uh, but I can roll dice here to, uh, and it actually recommends I roll four, two white and two black dice, and then we can determine... Like, it gives you, like, a random generator for what crisis we're up against, what, why we're together, and the starting complication that starts our story. We're not just going to default and say so it's we Planet can X. absolutely <laughs> default to Planet X, but I just well, want to we, give you let's a, try it. Uh, an okay. example <laughs> of... Oh, actually, we'll just pick up the proper black just for the purpose of the demonstration. Dicest. Dicest. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, God. Oh, God. What's happening? Ah, floor dice. Should have kept the small ones. <laughs> I ended up rolling to the same number. Oh, so, it was a three again. So I rolled a, a a white three, really a white six, a black five, and a black three. So for that, we have uh, a deep space exploration has alerted hostile aliens to humanity's existence. Uh, humanity has discovered a sleeping elder god on a nearby planet. Yes! And, <laughs> and a sleeping elder god be Nibiru? <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a planet, it's, it's anime a boy Nibiru. <laughs> Yeah. And <laughs> a, a gigantic <laughs> solar flare threatens to blow away Earth's atmosphere. Meh. And uh, the moon is hatching and mm. something terrible yeah. is about to yeah. emerge. Yeah. That, one. that was a great Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> so those those are the those are the four random crises. And we also have rogue planet 
on course to crash I mean, into Earth. We could just say that rogue planet is also a living entity. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's hatched from the moon. Maybe it's going to Earth. Maybe it is actually, like, this, there, there is talk of a, of, a, of a massive planet, probably larger than um, uh, the rocky planets, uh, or like Neptune, but made of rock out beyond the Kuiper Belt. Um, that we've never seen because it doesn't reflect any light, but it, it it could be responsible for sending comets into the solar system. Maybe that is Planet X, and maybe there is something that's awakening there, like um, it's Galactus's like spaceship. the Reavers from uh, from Mass Effect. <laughs> were they called Reavers from Mass Effect? I can't remember what they were. They're, they're or some like, sort the, of cosmic Lovecraftian horror. It's the yeah. angels from Evangelion. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, if we want to do that, or 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 we do or we do Planet Crashing in. I mean, the crisis is just. Uh, the non-negotiable will wipe out humanity oh, problem yeah. that is coming our way, uh, but also doesn't matter because the story is about our characters and, and and our journey there. So what are what are we what are we what are you what are you into? There was a few that you liked there well, that we rolled. I think the question would be: Do we want to go goofyish with this, or do we want to keep this really like stern and serious? You mean we're not going to survive the end of this? No, game. yeah, that's, that's that's a foregone conclusion. So, yeah, yeah, we're all dead. You can be goofy about it, but we're also going to be playing out some death scenes. Well, I just mean like the hatching moon. That's goofy. Like it's pretty hard that's, to play that. There's Doctor serious. Who, yeah. or there's you know, Armageddon, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like there's two different kinds of apocalypse. See, I like the solar wind, but you are all like, well, I mean, when we talk about sunshine, we would just be basically well, playing yeah, like, sunshine. I mean, right? you, yeah, you and I just watched Justin. You and I just watched sunshine like on Thursday, so I've had my fill. I've had so, my fill of that. So what we're going to do, this is like Armageddon on, on steroids, if we're doing Nibiru is on course yeah, to crash yeah. Armageddon Earth. was just an asteroid the size yeah, of Manhattan. This, yeah. is this is this is a Earth. planet the size of the planet. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> the cosmic gods have decided to play billiards mm, with yeah. Earth. So it, and we're the... We're the eight ball. And I, I really think that the conspiracy theorists have gifted us with a better story than we could have come up with. Yeah, the fact that yeah. it is November it. The fact 19th. that it is the 19th of November I, I almost compels us to, yeah. to go for that. So uh, discarding that die, we have, though, why are we humanity's last best hope? So using the same numbers I rolled, experimental ship is the only vehicle that can complete the mission. The team has unique previous experiences with this crisis. <laughs> yes. Are we all numerologists? Have <laughs> we been predicting this our whole lives? We were the, the characters lizard. from the movie Armageddon. <laughs> but the lizard people, though. But, uh, <laughs> the team members have been experimentally enhanced to survive the trip. Or the team is immune to an effect... Uh, no, I'm going to go the last one. I'm going to turn that into a six. Political infighting has left Earth unable to respond. The team had to plan the mission alone. Yeah, we're, just so we're, like, don't, we're all just... Wait, nobody's listened to us. Yeah, this is nobody's listened to us, but we've been preparing all along. Yeah, yeah, we, we're I mean, the guys that have the bunker already ready, but instead we have a spaceship already ready that we built ourselves out of stolen parts and, you know... <laughs> Yeah, we're rogue numerologists. Yep, yeah, exactly. I mean, Earth, I mean. Earth doesn't believe this is coming until it's already too late. But thank goodness we've built something. <laughs> we divide by zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have Nibiru crashing into Earth. We are, what, 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 what is our limit? Why are we humanity's last best hope? Because we're the only ones that listened. <laughs> We're the only ones who listen to Art Bell, <laughs> yeah. and, and so, but 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 we're we're the ones who listen. But how are we also humanity's last best hope? Then, like we've got a spaceship, and we're heading out. Is it? Um, 
what is the plan to stop like, this are thing? We, are yeah. we experts it, in practical did, numerology? Did, and did a government send us? Did, it has, a, or has a government sent us? Has the like the world gotten together Pacific Rim style to build this ship and send us out? Sure. Or, or did we build this ship in secret and no one on Earth is aware? I like the secret option. I like the secret option. It's real dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. So who financed this 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 venture? God. The lizard no. people. The cabal did, of numerologists did, did, did. that run the world. <laughs> yeah. okay. it's, uh, it's, I have some reading like, for you, Justin, uh, if you're not on board. <laughs> Illuminati stuff here. You I know, like, read my blog. Hey, do you remember the 2008 economic crash? Big conspiracy. That was us building a spaceship. So so the housing crisis was really just us building a spaceship with all the world. So we've been funded by the lizard people (laughs) to save their lizard people kingdom. You're going to get so many of the wrong kind of listeners to this. (laughs) We're going to get all the right keywords. People are going to be so upset. David Icke will be very, very right. upset. What What is our plan to That's, stop Nibiru from crashing into Earth? That's the hard part. This is where we can get like real funny. I was thinking a lot about this because I was thinking this was going to happen. So, so some of my plans were, what if this is a little bit further into the future and we're, we're actively mining like the asteroid belt? Mm-hmm. And, okay, they want to play, like, we don't need an Earth-sized planet to change Nibiru's trajectory, but maybe like a series-sized asteroid. I've got it. We don't. We're gonna. We're gonna force Pluto to get in <laughs> Nibiru's way. Yes. We don't need <laughs> you anymore, Pluto. You, we, we, we already said it's planet. not a planet. Yeah. We've so, already yeah. said it's not a planet. The signs were there, Pluto. You should have known. What we have to do then is capture Pluto's moon, Charon. Yeah, yeah. To move it away from Pluto and destabilize Pluto's orbit, orbit to then so move that, it in yes. and do like basically a, a billiards trick shot yep. into Pluto. Nibiru yeah. and Which, knock Nibiru yeah. like it doesn't even need to hit it. It needs to just pass by enough to so that Nibiru the no longer to then not yeah. make Nibiru a threat anymore. And yeah. if we play our cards even better, it'll put Nibiru into a stable orbit. That will no longer be a threat to the solar system. In fact, Nibiru sure. might take Pluto's place, and then Pluto might go off somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, and destroy some other solar system. We'll shoot Pluto <laughs> back at whoever sent Nibiru in the first place. <laughs> I like this plan. How are we shooting Pluto into Nibiru? Well, I like your your idea of destabling You're Charon. So how are we destabilizing Charon? Like, yeah. I just want to get into like the dumb science on how we're pulling beams. this off. Nukes. Nukes. Yeah, there's always nukes or some kind of like like contained gravitational charge yeah, that will yeah. like. Yeah, if we if we instead of blowing up a nuke, if we have like sustained nuclear chains, remember how Elon Musk was going to warm up Mars by exploding a nuclear bomb every forty seconds over the course of eight years? I was just going to say a really big tow cable. <laughs> well, what if look, what, what look, if we use a we, rocket? What, what if, if we, we lasso use, it? What if we use a nuclear <laughs> fusion rocket to push, like basically turn Sharon into a spaceship? Okay. Yeah. Right, and we just like like a giant nuclear sustained explosion. Adam, just, I, I, sorry, Adam, I, 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 why I, are you so upset right now? I had the most incredible character concept pop my mind while we were talking about this. I don't know if I should reveal, reveal it now or wait. But, but hold on, we're yeah, I mean, I'm gonna wait. I just sorry, we're like, talking about we're trying to. F- I literally blew my own plan. mind. Okay, I was I just worried. I was worried you were upset about the science and oh, was God, no. about to explode on us. Oh God, no. <laughs> okay, good. I just want some kind of charge involved. I have something. Oh, it's so stupid, but I love it. Those <laughs> <laughs> are the best ideas. With Earth. Uh, the limit is uh, we were the only ones who listened. Mm-hmm. 
Sheeple never woke up. Only ones who listened. Venture expedition funded in secret. <laughs> yep. so sheep ignore crisis. the sheepdog at their own peril. <laughs> God. Uh, the plan. Pluto. <laughs> Cue ball. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> Oh, boy. Poor Pluto. So First we said like, it wasn't a planet. Then we said, get out of our <laughs> And not only are you not a planet, you're now a blunt object yep. that we're going to use. <laughs> we threw Pluto to the curb, and now we're like, we need you, we need you back. We need you to save us. I was us. just going to say, like, if we could take enough objects from the asteroid belt, we could create. My, my, uh, my idea when I was walking around was we capture a bunch of asteroid objects and bring them out to Nibiru and create like a breadcrumb gravity trail. Okay. And like lure And every time it falls, we then place another one and then it falls when out you, and place another one and, place, and it just keeps yeah. into orbit. When you said we're going to take a bunch of asteroids, the only thing I could think of was I was like, oh my god, are you building a wall in the Kuiper belt? We're going to build a wall and Nibiru's going to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I wasn't thinking. I was thinking the Pac-Man one. <laughs> oh God! Pluto so, is a cue ball. So I apologize uh, for we want to have Pluto the cue ball or yes. Operation Pac-Man. Uh, both of them sound so good. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we could have Plan the A and Plan B. Plan because, A, Plan B. Because we're kind. No, there is no. no gotta, there's no time. No? Okay. We, this is our this last is, best this vote. Is, okay. This is one. This, this is, is already oh, Plan B. What, I mean, whatever one we don't do, the last group could have already tried. And because That's what I was the last work. group yeah. tried to do the so asteroids. Wait, so there could be a whole so bunch of asteroids out there. Nibiru has a whole bunch of asteroids that it's tugging <laughs> with it. Yeah, because it that up, plan failed. It ended up not working. None of the asteroids were big enough, and Nibiru's gravity just had. Now Nibiru has a bunch of moons. Right. Yeah. So we really have to stop Nibiru now because yeah. Nibiru is a planet with a bunch of moons. So the yep. plan is to move Sharon and use Pluto and Sharon as like a gravity slingshot yeah, I to like create that. the orbit to be like and then like like a, like like a Angry Birds style to then slingshot <laughs> Pluto up. But the yeah. thing is we gotta with move fast though because there's sure. not that much time. No, we have to, we have to time we it perfectly. We get one for shot yeah. and if it's all gone I, just, I also love the idea of being like, Pluto's are trash, and we're just going to throw that out into the universe <laughs> <laughs> to be somebody else's problem in the future. They're in a burrow. That's what humanity does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just throw it into the We are the, the perfect personification of humanity. <laughs> in this room yep. right now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, supply officer, everyone's going to get two story points. Okay. Are we using the little blue dudes for that? Yeah, we're going to okay. use the blue dudes for now because they're, they're prettier. Okay. And everyone's going to get two tokens. And these can be spent during the game to purchase additional die in a roll when you're up against a threat. Uh, while that microphone. is happening, mm -hmm. um, place one black die per player on a card labeled the event. So I just need um, uh, three more black dies. And we can put that back into the white die pool. I, I, was, I was a rebel. I brought so green and black dice instead fine, of white. I, see how black it is. Dice. I got five. <laughs> Well, there's five of us. I got six dice, so I'm not oh, going to well, go back to. fine. So we got five black guy oh. in the event pool. Now, the we other can't thing do basic math. How are we going to trajectorize <laughs> this Pluto into... We're numerologists, not, math, not mathematicians. Yeah. <laughs> Each player has their two story points, correct? Yes. Uh, also, two story points per player go on to the plan. 
This okay. is community pool that anyone can pull from, but hold on to it because if we don't have it later, we won't be able to use it when we're executing the plan against the crisis. Okay. Okay, so it's one, two, three, four. I'm counting for you people 10, at yeah. home. Five, six, seven, eight, Three. nine, ten. There you go. See? Ten little points on there. So what's fun is because these scale by players, the event gets more black dice, but the plan gets more story points. So we have more options. We've got more players. We've also got more tension. We have more players. Uh, the difficulty goes up. Um, at this point, we now are picking out our roles. Uh, the roles are broken up uh, into... Engineer, doctor, scientist, soldier. Uh, but those are the tropes. You can get nuance. You can be a botanist and a psychologist, and you know, and they might or and a we're botanist all numerologists. and a, you can be a botanist yeah. and a quantum physicist, and they're both be scientists, right? You can be a psychiatrist and a medical like surgeon, and still be the doctor. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so you can you can then create and finite. So so your character idea that you came up with will fit into one of those four roles. Right. And, and then we'll work that in. So what was your idea, Adam? Because you were the first one yep. to be like, oh, I got the best one. So now we get to present what your character might be. And I've given everyone in front of them uh, a, a six white cards. One of them will be for your character, and the rest of them will be for um, story cards that we'll be using throughout the game. So my first concept was serious. And I'm, I'll stay away from that. We seem like we're in the goofy pool. So <laughs> no, what I'm going to go man. ahead with? No serious. What was your? What was the one that you were really excited about? We were like, that's the one. Okay, this the is the goofy one. one. That, that was a spur okay. of the moment. I want my character to be a champion billiards player who was brought along <laughs> simply because he's an amazing shot. Now maybe he has some, you know, you're, some some education in in, in um, physics. You're and, the trick shot physicist. Yes, exactly. Like I you're like off. you're like how Brian Cox is both a rock star musician and a CERN. Like theoretical physicist, um, you are. You could be a, a scientist, theoretical physicist, oh, yeah. who's also like a world famous billiards player, and 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 right. they call you the trick shot, right? The trick shot, trick shot physicist. All right, yeah, right. I mean, so that's the scientist role. Whew. Yep, exactly. So at the top of your card, just write. Um, we're. I mean, we don't have to because the, the table's kind of small and we're an audio podcast. But they'd recommend you split them in half and you write your character name on one side and then your role and keep track of your hearts. But at least at the top of the card, write down. Your role, and then come up with your name, and then this card is going to hold on to uh, tracking your harm as you as you go through the game, and you can also use it to keep track of your story points and any dice that you pick up. Um, so, who would like to be our engineer? Brent. Yeah. Oh, and Josh. That's okay. Uh -oh. We can double up on at least two. We'll, we'll we see. I'll let, no, we can double up. What's your concept? Somebody's going to have the to. engineer. My concept okay. was some sort of uh, uh, DIY maker hacker guy. Uh, and I actually like the idea of a hacker uh, driven by the illogic of numerology. So a computer engineer. So the, the, yeah, the, I yeah. was thinking more actual engineer. So that's okay. We won't step on each so other's toes. So give me an idea here on mechanically how this is. So the scientist can spend a story point to remove one black die from a threat roll. It lowers the difficulty. Engineers can spend one of their story points to add a white die to their roll when facing technical threats. So as long as the threat is within the wheelhouse of it's an engineering problem, you can always add in. Whether you're a hacker or an engineer or an industrial designer, it all kind of still fits into the engineer trope. Okay. Um, and if you want to play a different kind of engineer, I could this also sounds play... like the kind of job in space you want more engineers than anything yeah. else. Uh -huh, yeah. So engineers are going to be handy when we're dealing with hull breaches. My so... character <laughs> concept could also work as a soldier, though. So I could. What, 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 was your, what was your concept then? My character concept 
was um, I would be humanity's last, last best hope. I have a secret that I'm not telling the others. I have an extra backup plan. Everyone, so... Everyone gets a secret? Just to wrap you up, everyone gets a secret card that's handed around. Everyone's also going to get a sane card, which player keeps them together. Everyone gets a crazy card, which player drives them nuts. Sounds like you're going to be that one. Uh, <laughs> you get a. Uh, uh, you also have a fear card that another player will have. So the secret card goes to your left. The fear card goes to your right. Those players now hold that in their hands. They can invoke during the game to get story points for themselves, but also kind of fuck up your spotlight in the process. Um, so my my character the answer though is was... your secret can't you? No, you are not humanity's last last best hope because we are humanity's last best hope. That's the one. Rule. There is no other. There is no other hope. plan. Gotcha. If we fail, there's nothing else left. This is sunshine, where all of Earth's resources went into building this payload. All of Earth. There's. There's. You know what? It's not even the housing economy crash of 2008. No, they've actually the entire economy of Earth has been completely bottomed out to pay for this expedition. No one is aware of it, but capitalism has collapsed. It is complete anarchy. Governments no longer exist. The Earth is done for to pay for this trip and this technology in order to pull this off. We are humanity's last hope. If we fail, there's no one else, and that planet will just crash into Earth, and no <laughs> and one can everyone. do anything to stop it. This is what Coast to Coast has been waiting for. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, 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 I'm all about going yeah that sounds awesome i just also i'm trying to follow the spirit of the of the of the rule so what was your Very good. what was your what was your engineer idea though um and there's probably still a way to work that in my idea was that if our plan to to uh uh to push pluto into the thing didn't work that i was going to take over the ship and crash the ship into nibiru causing an explosion that might <laughs> certainly through the game we're going to have to come up with other options yeah, and yeah, yeah. and you're going to also get death cards uh, that i'm going to be handing out when our characters are created and if you ever your characters are it is very likely we are all on a one-way trip. Oh, yeah. And, and in movies like this, at most, one person survives. Uh, and uh, and even then, sometimes they don't. And uh, and in this game, a total party wipe it can still be a victory. Um, when you, your character takes enough harm, uh, five harm, you can never get that harm removed. The doctor character can remove the effects of that harm, but you still have the harm. Um, the mission is moving too fast to slow down to heal up. Uh, when you take five harm, you can either narrate into how you die to match your card, or you can use that card to cheat death and get a second chance at life. But you just don't get to add the white dice to the plan, when as many white dice when you then later die to your fate. You can only cheat death once. You can only use your death card to cheat death, and then later you can use it to die properly. Uh, at any time, you can just choose to invoke your death card. You don't even have to take the harm. When a character dies, all active threats in the game are wiped clean, and that character adds two white dice to the plan to be used later at the end of the game for the final roll. Like their sacrifice um, yeah, to help everybody exactly. out. Exactly. And then yeah. you still play the game going forward, you just only play now with flashbacks. Mm. Um, so in terms of this gameplay, that might still be something that you can come up with, but that's, but not, that's your, not a character. That's not your character concept. Your no. character concept. Why are you on this team? Why are why are what? why have you been picked for this team? What makes you the last best hope and and and, and worthy? If you're playing an engineer, maybe I built what, this What's your ship. skill? <laughs> like um, here, like they have. Uh, uh, 
if you just want to like a ship it, needs a mechanic a engineer you're into so the engineer here suggested engineering themes uh uh they have um, uh, apply engineering liberally. What do a paperclip, a turkey baster, and the moon's gravitational pull have in common? In the right hands, your hands, they can defuse a bomb, fix a ship's cracking hull, or otherwise save the mission. Some guy. Your fellow teammates <laughs> may go out on their knowledge and expertise, but you can improvise in ways that will keep your team in the game for another few hours. And given the pressing need, the mounting crisis that threatens everything in another few hours might be all humanity has left. Or inventor extraordinaire. Scientists may explain the world, but engineers are usually a few steps ahead of the explanations. The right brothers, for example, launched their first airplane when most scientists believed that flight was impossible. You've built something vital to the mission, the ship, the device that will stop the crisis, or even mimic the AI that's helping us out. And your job is to ensure that everything works perfectly. You might double or triple check your calculations and schematics to keep the rest of the crew happy, but you know in your heart that everything is going to work, no adjustments required. You could be the guy who invented the technology that the ship is using to capture moons. Right, like sure. you have the ion drive that's used that's to necessary move, to push a moon out like, of its the gravitational orbit. waves mm -hmm. to push these things around, and so this could be your machine, and Perfect. that's the engineering role. Whereas you are uh, Brent as the engineer, um, the in, the uh, inventor guy. You're 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 the software. Yeah, maybe and he's I made the hardware. Sure, maybe I made mimic or something like that. Yeah, or or you've got the models to use his hardware to pull off. The, the 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 numbers and then we've got right. our scientist there who actually like plots it in and tells you okay. yeah. what were the other two roles they were soldier and doctor doctor right? yeah and what are you what are you guys playing so the soldier is uh, not all threats can be counted with science alone guns help too and I get to spend a story point to add one white die when trying to inflict damage on a threat and then the doctor needing medical science assistance many teams have doctors to ensure the psychological and physiological health of the team to defeat biological threats in that case I would spend a story point to allow a player including myself to ignore their harm for one role cool so if neither of you two want to play a doctor I'll play the doctor Otherwise, I will play kind the inventor of, of this space drive. We're all hoping Bree would be our psychiatrist. I kind of want to be a psychiatrist, and I kind of want to Be the take ship's a, counselor. Well, I want to, yeah, be the ship's counselor, but the reason, what if the reason I was here was because I taught Mimic, right? Like, oh, Mimic I like that. Was, was right. created, oh, like, you're if the, you created Mimic, right? I'm your Dr. Young. You get a teacher. You're the right? character from, uh, from yeah. Ex Machina. Yeah, like I was yeah, the one yeah. who, like, the computer was made, right? right but, but then I taught it. It wasn't enough. Having interviews. Yeah, I taught it to be a human, basically. What it means right? to be human, or what she thinks it so, means to be human. Oh, so I, 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 you're the trick yeah. shot physicist. How, how about this? How about this is all I had together. issues. I have the skill to 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 pull off what we need to pull off, but I have trouble interfacing with this software okay. because it's not human-like. Like I can't connect. So you've. Basically, I've been brought in to yeah. try and teach it to be more human-like, yeah. yes. so that we, so can, we can all, all work in, with it. Yes, you know the math, but but we got our engineer who knows the coding, right. and then we've got our our other engineer mechanic. Who, who, who's the mechanic yeah. who builds the machine the to interpret yeah. both the science and the code, and then we've got mimic to help guide all everyone. But right. also because of your ability, you're also here to also like socially engineer our minds oh, yeah. to make sure we don't go crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to make sure this is going to take us years to get out to the to to Pluto. That's like a six year trip. Oh, yeah. So you know, we've been we're we're gonna be we're gonna be 
we've been around for a while. Like, <laughs> we're gonna be bonkers well, by and, the end of it. And it's gonna be it's gonna be the complete opposite of sunshine if you've seen it, because in sunshine people start going crazy because they've been facing the sun this whole time. There is always sun. We've got the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. Like we've never seen the sun like since we left Earth. We're going the complete we're opposite. Smaller way. and smaller. So yeah. into the darkness, into the void. So as the soldier then if we've got the brains, the code, the mechanics, the humanity, I'm obviously the money, right? Mm. Like, like I'm whatever representing the organization, the private military firm. Jesus, welcome back, Also Murphy. the pilot. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm the corporate entity playing the trope role of the soldier, but the company man... Right. Who's like like the, the the um You're was Paul it like Riser and aliens? Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Who's I was who's watching like, Aliens last you know, night, so I just back up <laughs> off my head. This trip would have just been blueprints, but someone believed in you in in this crazy that the three of you and then mimic that someone believed in this team enough to finance and build this and crash the world's economy in the process. Right. Because the UN was like, you're all crackpots. <laughs> so then like, I, so I'm kind of like the corporate Illuminati. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Illuminati soldier. Would, so, it, would it be inappropriate to give you some kind of devious real plan right now? Or probably just leave No, that to I you? can write a secret card down. So, Do you want any recommendations or... Uh, well, absolutely. But here's here's how it's gonna be. Is uh, I have uh, on the uh, there's a little bag with markers in them. On the back of these cards, I need you to write down. One of them is gonna be your roll card, and that's you're just gonna keep that face up. But you're gonna have other cards here that you're gonna write on the back, um, and we'll go through them each at a time so you, so we follow through. So once you all have a marker, let me know. Oh, yeah, that ASMR, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just going to write soldier at the top. I'll come up with a name in a minute when we're doing everything else. It doesn't have a satisfying pop when you pull off the cap. I'm sorry. I'm real sorry. Oh, they're radio friendly? friendly? Look, I want oh, yeah. you to I'll yell take, at the dollar store. I didn't grab one. Pop. I want you to yell at the dollar store. <laughs> what did you want? Whichever. The, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So on the back of your cards... I need you to write in like big bold letters so that they're real easy to see when they're on the table. On the back, on the blank side, write sane. On the next card, write crazy. (laughs) Not insane? Nope. On the, because it's not about what drives you, this is, that will be a character that drives you crazy. Uh, On the third card, write secret. On the fourth card, write fear. Two cards are going to say touchstone. And if you've run out, just let me know. I'll hand them to you. I, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. I need one more card. I didn't count them out right. So here, take two and write touchstone on them. Everyone ran out. I didn't count them out right. Take extra. Take all the cards. Well, did Brent get one? Yeah, I passed one. Oh, yeah? Okay. Sorry, touchstone? Touchstone. On two? Yeah, you're going to get two of those. Okay. And then the last one is going to say asset. Oh, I need another one again. There's another one. Mm-hmm. Take one. Nope. Asset? Mm-hmm. Oh, bam. Yeah. I just won, right? Yeah. Acid on just one? Yep. So, uh, let's go back around now and introduce 
our our character. Now that we have our roles, I want to get like names, a little bit of background history. What ah. brought you up to this bit? We can even role play it out a bit too, where we can see like this is this is these are the prologue, maybe like the webisodes before the movie started. Um, so we have our. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm interested here with uh, with your doctor character, Bree, um, the one who interviewed Mimic. That's that sounds real neat. So, uh, what's your doctor's name? You can you can be uh, uh, you can be Doctor Old. <laughs> doctor Mimic, you just named after yourself. Doctor Mimic, I just named it after me. I'm spreading these out. Um, Yeah, they're going to kind of just kind of get spread out in front of you. They'll be like cards on the table. But you can flip them around. We're going to be writing. Keep them in a stack because we're going to be writing oh. onto them in a minute after we've learned everyone's characters. Sure. So while Bree's thinking up of the name then, let's start. Look, I'm opening a name generator. Let's yeah, that's what I, I got a name here for my I, character. I have Jim Grimshaw, Ooh, the one. MacGyver mechanic slash inventor of the machine. Okay. Um... And uh, that, so we got Jim Grimshaw. And, yeah, he 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 worked on the the uh, the machine and incorporating it into the spaceship and, and cool all all that fun stuff. He's good at building things and, and keeping things running. Adam scientist. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing Tracy Trickshot Schuler. <laughs> Is that triple T? Uh, that last well, there's, name? A, there's an S in there. Yeah, there's an S. Schuler. Sorry. Oh, I thought you said Tracy Trickshot. I was really hoping Schuler. for Trutler. Tracy Trickshot Trutler, and it would just be Triple T. Trutler is very hard to pronounce. I'll stick with Schuler. <laughs> I, I know a real life Trutler. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. T R U T L E R. I'm going to stick with Schuler because that's also T S. All right, trick shot. It just it, it flows. Uh, get the fuck out of here. Okay, cool. So you got trick shot. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch Doctor Trick Shot. Um, PhD Esquire. <laughs> as many titles as you can give me, I'll take them. <laughs> and uh, and and engineer software that runs the ship. Uh, my name is Newton Crane. Newton Crane, and uh, you uh, you're you're a code monkey. Yes. All right. Cool. I I, I wrote the software using the principles of numerology. Of course. <laughs> occasionally, occasionally. And that's why no one else knows how to run oh, no, the computer yeah. because it's all like weird matrix code. Occasionally, Mimic s- Mimic just starts screeching about how the earth is flat. <laughs> yeah. Just like random conspiracies at all given yeah. times. Oh my goodness. On this ship, are all conspiracy theories considered so, truth and canon? Yes. <laughs> is the, so- is the software self-aware? Is this Mimic thing we're yeah, talking about? It's, it's, so. an oh, yeah. it's an AI. It's an AI. AI. The yeah. ship itself is an AI. Oh yeah. Um, it had to be an illogical OS in order to mimic actually, humanity. I want to make sure I'm not missing Wah. a step. Uh, there is, I, I believe there's supposed to be an interview step with each player and Mimic. Mm. Um, introduce the characters. So, actually, Bree, you... you, Hi. you, you can play mimic here. Okay. Um, we're gonna. I, I did miss a bit. We're gonna write down our touchstone cards as part of our introduction. So everyone, get your touchstone cards out. And you are right before the mission happened. Think Big Brother in front of the camera style. You sit down for a one-on-one interview with Mimic, and Mimic is going to ask you just three questions to to that, that you'll respond with that we're all going to get to learn about. So uh, four first is your name. We've all got our names now, and uh, except for me, I, I haven't figured out. I'll come up with something. Um, so we'll start with Jim Grimshaw. You sit down for your interview with Mimic, and and I'm Mimic. writing the questions. Oh, I'm Mimic. Hello. I'm Mimic. 
<laughs> Hello, Mimic. I'm, wa- I'm writing the questions and answers. You're going to. Uh, I'll tell ones. you which ones to write down. The, the first one you're not going to write down. It's just more for us to know. Gotcha. And then the next two will be that. So and these I'm are ri- the three questions to ask right there. Boom, boom, boom. I'm writing these on and both on touch tones. One, one answer. So question one is for the group. Okay. It wasn't going to get written down. Question two goes on one touchstone card. It will make it be very obvious. And question three goes on the second touchstone card. That's it. And I just would like to have this. So you sit down and I would like to know what Mimic is like. Because what we're all going to end like? up be playing Mimic throughout the game. That this role will be shared amongst all of us. Gotcha. So Mimic might have five different personalities. Or I mean, numerology. It might all <laughs> balance off of this litmus test that Bree is going to set the record on what Mimic is like. The bar. <laughs> oh, God. It's all on you. No pressure. Ah, um, okay. So, uh, you know, you sit down and Mimic is like, hello, Jim. Does Mimic look like Hal with a red light, or is it like a camera? I or? kind of, I kind of like the idea that there is no Mimic. It just appears in your head, a voice like Ella Sayer. Okay, Ooh. right. So like suddenly, it's just talking in your head. You're like <gasps> just a disembodied voice. We're all connected by neural. <laughs> we, yeah, we have implants. Only the crew we get, we can all hear internally. We've all got neural links to. And the we ship. all we all think Mimic sounds a certain way, but it all sounds. <gasps> yeah, different Yeah, Mimic to can each sound us. different. Yeah. To oh, everybody. I like that. Whatever we, whatever you would, you would deem. Oh, that'd be the most comfortable. The big voice secret for them. is there never was a mimic. Mimic always takes the voice that you are most comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, mimic says, "Hello, Jim." Hello, mimic. Well, How are you today? Oh, I'm doing well as always. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, I have a few questions for you today, Jim. If you just want to look into the camera right there. Uh, which, wha- which camera? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the the one I'm flashing it right now, Jim. No, oh, okay. No, yes, there. I see. I see. There I see. <laughs> Why Why are you on this mission, Jim? Uh, because I'm the only man for the job. That's, that's the first question, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. first yeah. Question. the first question everyone's going to ask, why are you on this mission? So everyone else gets to think about it. Josh was put on the spot. Yeah. Jim, what have you left behind? And this is your first touchstone. What have I left behind? Uh, the... Uh, the the horrible human race that I have no affection for. <laughs> that you're out here trying to risk everything to save. <laughs> yes, well, maybe Look, I'm just trying me. to save the planet, okay? you know. <laughs> I keep my stuff there. <laughs> I keep my stuff there. <laughs> He's like, in it to save the wildlife. You've I, like, I really like dogs. <laughs> You've left behind your social anxiety. Yes, <laughs> I left behind my social anxiety. So write down left behind as well so we know which touchstone it is. Awesome. So Jim Grimshaw doesn't like people, doesn't particularly like saving people, but really but likes does deer. like dogs. <laughs> he just likes dogs a whole lot. And, I mean, Mimic has never seen a dog, but Mimic's heard that they're pretty okay. Uh, by now, Jim has told you all the things. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Mimic has seen a dog. <laughs> oh, and your new, your other touchstone. Um, so Mimic says, Jim, what have you brought with you? On this mission. My dog. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your dog's name? Uh, what's my dog's name? Touchstone. This is a real bones. waste of resources. Bones. Human bones. bones. You named your dog human bones? Yeah. No, bones. Just bones. Just bones. So you brought your dog. Mimic thinks it sheds everywhere and 
frankly, finding a place to put its excrement on the ship. Cleaning up after difficult. him is a hassle, I'm sure. Well, especially living in a closed system. Yeah, living in a closed system, it was really not, okay. not the best thing. But So, Adam, I'll be Mimic for this interview, and we'll rotate around so everyone gets a chance to be Mimic interviewing. So, same deal. You sit down in the same room with the, uh, the same disembodied voice clicking in. Uh, well, what was your name? Your, your Tracy. Tra- Tracy. Tracy Trickshot Tracy Schuler. Trickshot Schuler. So, Dr. Schuler. Dr. Schuler. So, greetings, Dr. Schuler. Uh, well, hi there, Mimic. Oh, please look into the camera. Yeah, no, I, I'm no, doing that. To your left. Oh. Other oh. left. <laughs> that, that, that's the one that's flashing green. Oh, yeah. That's yes. a green, yeah. There we go. <laughs> it's like, by the way, I'm colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> That could be that's, your secret. That's, that's <laughs> canon. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Schuler, I just have a few short questions to ask before we begin our mission. Okay, shoot. First, Get it? Shoot. It is vitally important that we know why did you accept to be on this mission? Uh, well, it seems to me uh, people believe I'm the only one here that could uh, probably pull this, uh, this shot off. Oh, no doubt you are the only one available for this job. Yeah. But why did you say yes? Well, I mean, you know, if I don't if I don't pull through, no one else is gonna. And boy, the Earth's not gonna like that. And would that trouble you? Well, sure. There's tons of nice people down there. Is it important that Earth likes what you do? Um. Well, that's a tough one, there, mimic. Um. I mean, I'd like people. I'd, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. So you chose to say yes to this mission for the hero worship. Yeah, yeah, that'll look real nice. Yeah, I like the idea that because of your voice, you've been underestimated for your entire career, so now you're the only one left. The only one. (laughs) I lived them all, did I? (laughs) Noted, Dr. Schuler. I have another question for you. What have you left behind? Well, I left behind a little bit. Um... Should I go with family, or should I go with uh, my prestigious career? Yeah, I mean, you were you were on track to be uh, a, a oh. Grand Slam tournament billiards champion. That's right? a thing, apparently. Yeah, and I was <laughs> definitely uh, definitely set up right for that. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Left- I mean, I I I just I crushed regionals. I did. So you left behind your regional <laughs> contention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like you know, that'll be that'll be nice and big when in regionals. But if I can go off to the stars and save all Earth, then so do you think you'll be able to return and finish your regionals? Yeah, as long as uh, that that Becky lady, oh man, she was she was getting real good, and I'm a bit worried my skills are going to get a little rusty in the uh, in the meantime. Well, but... It is good to know you believe you will survive the mission. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Dr. Schuler, what? Can I just say real quick? You're going to play the most, the biggest game of billiards ever. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like this is, this is, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. No one's ever going billiards. to play a bigger this game. This will be of the best shot Sorry. ever done. <laughs> what have you brought with you? I mean, how, how about your I, billiards? Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say. How about I brought my lucky cue? And thanks to our engineer friend here. It doesn't have to be no. The thing is, what you left behind and what you bring with you, it, it, it can be a physical thing. It can be psychological. It can be metaphorical. It can be like you brought with you your crippling alcoholism. I mean, like you left behind your debt. So right. right. Like, like all of those things. Like it can be, those are those are examples in the rule book. Uh, you, you can, you, what, how you define that question 
is up to you. This is a the touchstone can be in a scene. You can touch that card to give yourself a dice, but then you have to reflect on what that card is. So you reflect on your dog or on your on your career or or on the thing you brought with you that then gives you enough to bring in an extra die to help make or break a scene. Right? Uh, yeah. So these are these are something that they're so important that you have written them down. And you can have a bunch of other reasons, but these are the two. What you left behind, your family, what you brought with you, your genius, right? Like that can be those those can all be those, um, everything's valuable. I'm I'm going to say uh it's her luck then. She really doesn't know why she's so good. It just it's like it's intuition to her. So okay. I'm going to say yeah, it's it's her luck she brought along with her. That, so, is that is that qualify? So you left behind regionals. Yep. And you brought with you and your cr- lucky streak. My lucky streak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cash it in. Well, Doctor Schuler, I hope your lucky streak doesn't end soon. Oh, of course not. Jeez. So, thank you for your time, Doctor Schuler. Yeah, no uh, problem there, Mimic. Brown. Your engineer was um, Newton Crane. Newton Crane. Newton Crane. You didn't write it on the name tag. You just wrote engineer. Oh, see, I, I didn't realize. <laughs> so let's keep it that way, so we can. Uh, I can see your name. Okay. Well. I don't actually need this, do I? No. Um, you just have three questions to ask. Yes. Yeah, so, m- what was your name again? Newton. Newton. Okay. So, Mimic comes to Newton when he's in the middle Specialist of a bowel crane. movement. What story? <laughs> uh, Mimic comes to Newton when he's in the middle of a bowel movement. <laughs> on the can. <laughs> Congratulations, Specialist Crane. You have been selected for your pre-interview, your, your pre-screening interview, starting now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Crane. Hi, Mimic. Uh, are you uh, enjoying your bowel movement today? It's, it's about the only relaxing thing left on this ship. Have you been uh, ingesting those... Uh, Fiber supplements I added to your dietary restrictions. Yeah, the, those have really been helping out. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, I have some some questions for your file here. <sighs> okay. Uh, I just I have to know why were you uh, selected for this mission? It's it's for some reason it's blank. Uh, I would think that would have been I, filled out on their first day, but yeah, uh, I mean it's not. I, this might could be the first day. Isn't chronologically <laughs> mimic. <laughs> God, this mimic is real judgy. It's, it's just for the documentary. Okay? Your mimic is real judgy, Newton. What have you been doing? I uh, not been eating his fiber supplements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been a little irritable. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've always wanted to to solve hard problems and 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 building the the technology necessary to to, to make you is probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. That's why I'm here. It's just a challenge. Is that a compliment? I mean, to me, yes. Oh, I meant to me. No. Oh, you're okay. just a machine. Oh. <laughs> okay, um, a machine you shouldn't take for granted. I mean, what, uh, what, what did you leave behind? You, you know, people are going to, to learn about the, the value of numerology, numerological software, and uh, I, I, I had to go because... This was an even harder problem, so I was going to be famous. Mm. And now I'm stuck on you. <laughs> so you left behind fame and fortune? Yes. Ah, yes. Well, that's very, very, very interesting. And what uh, what did you take with you? <clears throat> I... Some people say I'm arrogant, so maybe that 
your arrogance. Yeah. I could have told you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, one more question for you. When you designed me, why didn't you give me a physical form? It doesn't matter. You're just a mind. We don't need these physical forms. And you're 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 slightly better than that. Yeah, we're all just light and energy, and and electricity and the patterns and numbers. Very well. Don't forget to flush this time. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you what did you leave behind? Uh, I left behind fame and fortune. And you brought with you your arrogance. Yes. Excellent. So you'll write those down. And while you're writing those down, Adam will interview... Yeah, pass Mimic. Will interview... What did You came up with a name? I did. I'm uh, Dr. Ariel Sims. Mm. Dr. Sims. Dr. Sims. All right. So I kind of figured for your interview, you were given the software, and your your job was to basically reprogram reprogram it to make it accessible. I, I don't for think everybody. I don't think it's so much reprogramming it as literally just sitting and talking to Mimic and like playing games right. with Mimic and like teaching Mimic kind of how to be cool, like more human, right? So you you had this AI that was very much a robot, right? And Which it was, is exactly spending, what I was thinking. spending just like hundreds of hours with it, playing games with it like a toddler to like teach it humanity, right? So I figure your interview would have been when you first got this, before you've had to, your, your, your time to work your hands through this clay, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so this is just from the archives. Yeah, just like exactly. Just dug out from the archives. Can I get the uh, questions? Oh, the, well, the questions are, why are you on the mission? What have you left behind? What have you brought with you? Dr. Sims. <laughs> yes, Mimic. <laughs> I need your attention for a moment. <laughs> you have it, Mimic. I, you were the only one here. Why were you chosen for this? No, it's why are you on the mission? Why not are even just we know why you're chosen? Yeah. Why did you say yes? I don't mean to interrupt you. No, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'm glad. It's... Why you? Why you over anybody else? Well, mimic. I'm here because I feel like there's not. Uh, I feel like there's not a lot left. Anywhere else? What? When you sounds, why are you touching me? It almost <laughs> sounds like you're on this mission because Mimic's on this mission. Yeah, like at, at this point, at this point, I think you know there's just a lot of problems, other problems in her life, and she's kind of escaped to teach Mimic, right? But to Mimic, she's trying to impart that you are the most important thing. So you are here for me. Yes, I'm. I'm here for you, and I'm always going to be here for you, Mimic. But you, there's the idea that, like, maybe she just doesn't have anything else. <laughs> Interesting. This got real. <laughs> Query. You realize you are likely to never return home. What did you leave there? Well, I, I had, you know, I've been a psychologist for my whole adult life, and I had my own practice, and I'm leaving it to come teach you, Mimic. Sufficient. <laughs> Final query. Mm-hmm. Did you bring anything with you? I mean, just just my things. Um, uh, and a real well-stocked bar. 
(laughs) She's the psychologist, but I like the idea that it's a psychologist, which is crippling self-medication problems. So you brought your vices. I brought my crippling alcoholism, like exactly what it says in the book. I saw that, and I was just like, all right. Correction. One final query. Uh Uh-huh. If you are here for me, how does alcohol help mimic? Oh, we're going to, I think it's going to take a long to time to teach you, you that one, Mimic. mimic. <laughs> you got seven years. I got seven years to teach you about that one, Mimic. <laughs> we have to, 7.37 years. <laughs> I am curious to learn of these alcohol. <laughs> we have days. <laughs> Perhaps if Dr. Newton has given me a physical form, I would... <laughs> I oh, really... please, please tell him to make me a physical form for this alcohol. <laughs> I, will, I will work on that one, Mimic. We, I got you there. I like the idea that like when she gets drunk, she just goes and sits in a room with no one else and talks to Mimic. <laughs> There's just a bucket on the wall that she can pour liquor Mimic, into. we're going to start a new lesson on why you shouldn't trust dirt bags. <laughs> Define dirt bags. Mimic, this is the year when we're going to burn down oh my the God. patriarchy, Mimic. Are you... Are you <laughs> done are and you, done. I cannot like wait. Are you the... Uh, robot psychologist Jessica Jones? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's okay. it. I just had like a real bad time on Earth and I was just like, robots sound great. Robots are programmed not to betray you, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. So You haven't seen iRobot. Uh, uh, I am, um, uh, let's see, all know, I think I came up with, I, I was Maurice Crenshaw. Does that sound like a real, like, just Maurice? just shit kicker name that no one's going to really like? I don't sure. like a Crenshaw. Can, I was, can we call him Mo? Maurice? Well, what's, what's a better, we can what's call a better him that. surname he doesn't have to like for, like, no, a no, I like, I like corporate... Crenshaw I'm, a little bit because we could do I'm, like I'm already Grimshaw. Is that, oh. is that close? Well, I was gonna say we could do like deep cut terrible warriors lore where they're related to Jessica from the Star. Oh, that's Gate where that's game. where that's where the name that's where the name that was must have been simmering around the back of my head. Okay, so Maurice, um, Maurice from corporate. Uh, <laughs> was a good Maurice from corporate. I'm trying to think of any of like those last names they mentioned in American Psycho. Uh, oh God. Um. <laughs> Cox. 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 Maurice Cox. Lee. Uh, I'm just generating names. Wakefield? <laughs> oh, Maurice Wakefield. Wait, if Wait, it's Maurice it wasn't Cox, Cox then Dedrick. From Dedrick. Dedrick. Mo Cox. Hey. <laughs> Sequoia. Captain Cox. Arrington? Arrington. Maurice Arrington. Arrington. There we go. All right, Mo. So, Maurice Arrington, the soldier of this group. <laughs> uh, Maurice Arrington, the soldier, representing a, a, an unlisted redacted corporation who has funded this expedition, built this ship, and told you all to arrive just in time for a secret fly-by-night trip. This ship is so big, it was built in orbit because it can't escape Earth's velocity. It's too heavy. Uh, it has, using the materials and everything that everyone like came up with, some kind of like like a tow hook that has such a big mass it works like a tractor beam where it's so gravitationally dense that just by putting it into orbit around something else it'll come and be pulled towards so it works as like like a tractor beam tow hook it's like a slingshot ship and uh and so it 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 carries this dense matter 
that was like mined in secret off the moon or something, and uh, and it's been After kept. It it's been kept on the <laughs> it's been kept on the wrong side of the moon to hide it from Earth sensors, and then <laughs> off to uh, Pluto. By the time they realized the ship had launched and was sending off all the heat signals, it was too late. We were already on the way out. Oh, <laughs> our super dense material. Oh man, we should have no either our super dense material was from. Or the planet in it, the planet, um, the ship in its early stages was what people thought the Black Knight satellite was. Have you ever heard of that crazy conspiracy theory? No. It's this idea that there's like a secret satellite orbiting the Earth and they're supposed to That is of absolutely it. them building this <laughs> ship. That's, yeah. that, yeah. that's building the ship. Look it up after we're done. So it's is that, really is that we've incorporated? Is that our ship real? Real? So we're the, we're, we're the, the we're, Black Knight. We're the, bla- we're, we're, we're the Black, Black Knight. We're the Black Knight right. satellite. Black, so. Knight satellite. <laughs> Black Knight satellite. So we've now incorporated look, two real conspiracies into our. Look, I am. I am an. Well, and all of you got this job because of the number transmissions. Oh, the number stations. <laughs> yeah, you all cracked the number stations. They were just like a Craigslist job application. Okay. So, yes. So now yes. three real conspiracies have incorporated. Oh no! Right like I, as in the Star Wars game, which will be done by now, and I'm encyclopedic knowledge of serial killers, and also I'm an encyclopedic knowledge of just stupid conspiracy, and that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Maurice. Arrington uh, was part of the is the corporation representing the financial interest behind like yes we need you to save humanity and we're going to send Maurice on to keep everyone on track on the plan because you know you're you're all brilliant in your own right but you're not a team right you you're all here for your own reasons and backgrounds and histories but you're none of you have like a lot of team experience <laughs> even like billiards isn't a well, team no, sport no no yeah. no that's so, no definitely not <laughs> no uh, uh, Brent can be mimic here, and I don't know the answers to my questions, so I'm just gonna have to come up with them uh, when you ask them. None of us did. <laughs> I think you're so, all right. Sorry, you're what so you're still a Maurice. I'm still a Maurice. Just and you're you're because I wanted the game to just dripped with like moistness. So, <laughs> so I'm the captain of this trip. Okay. And and the only one who like comes with weaponry. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I just. I maybe I've been living on the Black Knight satellite oh. for the better part of a while. So, welcome to my home, <laughs> Maurice. Oh, hello, Mimic. I understand you were just installed <laughs> in my ship. So, great. How are you enjoying the new accommodations? Adequate. <laughs> you can you can be as human or as whatever. You don't have to be proto mimic. Yeah, I figure by the time that everyone else is yeah, getting interviewed, true. mimic is probably significantly human. By the time you got integrated into the ship systems, why are you with us? Why am I on this mission? Well, this is my home. You were already here. We got stuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I was building. I was building this place to be like a fallout shelter, and then. The people that built it turned it into <laughs> yeah, the sun- weapon to save the Earth that I was ready to uh, uh, get away from. Suddenly my the bunker. world government. <laughs> the world government oh told God. me I needed to take this ship and save the planet I was hiding from. Understood. So I'm sticking around because I'm not letting you take my home off uh, oh, without me sticking around. This is my place. This is, this, is, this is my home. Why do you live all the way up here, away from everyone else? Um, honestly, it was, uh, yeah, this has got to be, I have to be the tinfoil hat conspiracy guy. Oh, 100%. I'm I'm hoping this is how you made your money. uh, But you've been pumping out these conspiracies and you're like a radio host. Well, because I've been, (laughs) uh, 
Well, we just watched that documentary on on the gang gang stalking. Gang stalking. So like, I I I I was chased here by all of the governments of the world that were stalking me everywhere, performing and acting everywhere I went, following me with the helicopters. This is the only place I could go where the helicopters were below me. I am immediately fascinated with you. (laughs) (laughs) Done. And so, and I just kept building the ship, uh, organizing secret transportation of materials up here with my vast, undisclosed amount of wealth (laughs) that I got from my family estate who owns the Rockies. That was more needless detail than needed. Have you brought anything with you? Well, I guess I'm bringing with me all of my paranoia. (laughs) Paranoia slash conspiracies. As slowly this character is coming together in my head in real time. And then I have one more question. Oh, uh... Did you leave anything behind? Oh, I left behind. What? What would? What would a character like mine have left behind? I mean, his I radio show. I, his, I, his 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 adoring fans. Oh my goodness! Was I doing like pirate radio from Orbit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have I? So I've left behind. You're a special guest I've on left, Coast to Coast. I've left behind my voice. Aww. No one, no one yeah. will hear me anymore. You just disappeared. My the gang voice. stalked you into oblivion. Oh my god! And then the entire time you've been telling people like they're turning my home into a ship to go to go do all this crap, and everybody was just like, "Oh, he's, he's jabbering on again." So nobody was actually listening. <laughs> they, they you were telling the, the truth the whole time, and everybody was like, "Ah, it's just one of his other theories." Uh, <laughs> so we gotta we gotta roll through episode one here. Uh, we got a couple more things left to set up the game. Um, you have with you still uh, your sane, crazy, secret, and fear cards. And we don't have to do this out loud. We don't have to role play it through. What you do need to do is the sane and crazy cards are going to be kept face down on the table. You're not going to tell anyone who you're putting down. But now that we've gotten to know the characters, you are each going to pick which one person at this table, the other four, keep your character on solid ground, keep them rooted, keep them sane. Which character is your rock? And the other card is your crazy card. Which character drives you up the wall? Which character just makes you crazy? And so you're going to write two characters, one on the same card, one on the crazy card, and then you're going to put it face down on the table. If you do a spotlight scene, it's really, when you do a spotlight scene, it's really good to put those characters into those scenes and try and goad them into triggering either your sane or crazy card. Because the minute that happens, the first time, you can hand it to the supply officer, Bree, and get two story points handed to you that you get. So you early in the game, you want to trigger that card and reveal who drives you crazy, who keeps you sane, how do so you, you can get story points. How do you get, uh, how does a trigger happen? You, you'll, you'll, everyone's going to get a spotlight scene. We're going to go around the table in order. And then you get to set the scene. You get to be where you are on the ship, what you're doing, and who you're with. And then we play out a, 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 like an interaction. Maybe you're just like you're just checking in on the other person to see how their day's doing, how you're doing. It's year seven. Happy anniversary. I brought cake. And then you're <laughs> like, and, and, and if they're your crazy person, maybe you're trying to like goad them into driving you crazy enough for me like, ha, 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 crazy card. And then you get to hand it to the supply officer and get, your two story gotcha. points. Um, and, uh, and the same thing with the same card. You want to meet up with someone and be like, hey, you remember what Earth was like? Kind of miss it. And you kind of like look after each other. And you have like, hey, same card. And then you get your two story points. Um, and it just happens the minute that you role play a scene that is 
Can you do both at the that same time? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, you have can't, both I mean, you can't have the same character on both cards. No, no, no. Right, right. yeah. But you but can have, have one character three. making you more sane while another character is making you more crazy <laughs> yeah, there's nothing at the same them. time. Cool. Yeah, you just only cash in the card once. Right. And, uh, and then the same deal for uh, Secret and Fear. You're going to write down what are you afraid of? And then your secret is what is there something about your character that no one on the crew knows that you don't want them to know? Oh man, I have a real dumb secret. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm very I'm very pleased with myself right now. <laughs> I'm loving the amount of like ASMR writing noises we're getting <laughs> off of the mics today. I don't know what's up, but like it's great. It's that one mic that Adam and uh, Josh are ah, a little more it. sensitive it's than the rest. Doing it for me, I like it. Chips in here make a podcast. I'm, ge- I'm generally, yeah. <laughs> I'm generally not. For some reason, writing noises are real soothing for me. All right. Oh, I can, I can definitely hook you up with that. <laughs> just, I just need a loop. Of just a loop noises. of writing noises. I'll just make Say them all do them live. Do live. <laughs> All right, so when you have your secret and your fear card, put your secret card into your left hand and put your fear card into your right hand. Ooh. And hand it to the player on your left and right. Yes. Secret left, right. Fear right. All right. Secret, secret right. Goes to the left. Secret to the left. Secret to the fear left. Fear to the right. Fear to the right. And then just swap them around. Oh, uh, supposed to have uh, the you names should. on the top? Yeah, write your name it on It doesn't matter the... if they're on the top, just so long just as the player... That's getting the card can know which character. Are we allowed to oh. look at them? You're absolutely allowed to, but you're not allowed to reveal it to the rest of the table. Of course. These are something. Okay. Now, narratively, have you figured this out because we've spent seven years on the on the ship? Probably. When it comes to a, a scene, this is again when like so I just got so my character knows secret this. and I've got Josh's fear. If Josh is doing a spotlight scene or up against a threat, or something's going on, I can invoke his fear card, trigger it into that scene, add a black dice against the threat that he's rolling for, and I still get two story points. It's it's not necessarily as a character, though. It's as, like, a player at this the is table, a, This right? is a player mechanic. Yeah. Right? So I your can... character doesn't need to be in the scene. It's just like, oh, hey, like, I'm kind of being all-powerful GM here, and you have to deal with this now. It, well, can, well can... your character, yeah, I, but you likely it'll be uh, as a player against Josh's character. Right. right. Because it's Josh's fear. It's, yeah. it's, it's Grimshaw's fear. Can you do this during someone else's scene? Yeah. Like, so this character gets as introduced. Long as, well, Being I, respectful, of course. Don't, don't throw a character into a scene that they haven't consented to be in. Uh, okay. Like, clear it with them, but... Other than that, um, more if they're in that scene. Now, when it comes to the secret, you can either be in narrative, you can out them to the crew by revealing their secret, or you can demand, because I'm cashing this card in for my two story points, it's time for you to tell everyone your secret. And your characters have to be there. You're just, as a player, telling Brent or me telling Bree, Bree has to tell everyone what her secret is now, and I'm going to get this two story points. Right, so that's oh, how that card works. It creates a sort of built tension, and the fear card. Fear card is interesting because it adds black die to the threat that they're rolling against. We're going to be dealing with threats a lot, and more than one at a time, and it adds a black die in the act one. Every threat starts with three black die that you're rolling against, and in act two, every threat has five black die that you're rolling against. Uh, and the fear card will add an additional black die as well as any harm that the player has accumulated each point of harm adds another black die to the threat. So those begin to stack up. 
But when I play that fear card, yes, a black die is gone, but I get a story point. The book points out, don't hold on to your fear cards. That's going to make the game real difficult. Play them as early in the game as you can. Because the earlier we can deal with the fear of each player, the more story points we'll have, the less harm we'll be getting, the more threats we'll be overcoming. If you wait till Act 2, those players might be dead by then. Mm-hmm. Every card you have here, sane, crazy, fear, and secret, Try and play those as early in the game as you can. If you don't know what to do with a spotlight, look at these four cards to guide you into what kind of spotlight scene you would like to have. Because the faster you can clear them, the more story points you're going to have, the more likely we're going to be able to save the Earth. Well, that makes sense? We have one last card to help us out with our plan. These are the assets. Assets are something that we have brought along to help us with the mission. And... They have some suggestions here at the back of the book uh, because we want to have the assets that kind of fit the theme of the story. And for space missions, uh, they can be anything from... um, Sonic screwdrivers. Sonic (laughs) screwdrivers, uh, small weapons, sentient robots, advanced armor, nuclear weapons, uh, a scientific survey of the crisis, gravity wave device. So, gravity wave device is what we are using to move Pluto uh, into a different orbit and play billiards. Maybe the ship itself, my home, should be an asset. Uh, And whenever we're in a threat, if we can use the asset to help us in the threat, we get a white die. Only one asset can be used for each threat, but they can be used over and over again. They don't burn out um, until or if they're destroyed. Um, and so uh, uh, you can use an asset in a threat as like an assist roll to give you white dye. Um, and, uh, and, and so, so that, that's how it gets. And 3D printers, conventional explosives, advanced engineering tools, anything, I think at least... Do we have to tell what it is? Yeah, so we, okay. this, is, this is something not for the player. It's going to go this more in the center. Okay, I have an idea Every, of what my... We're all going to have five assets right. that we all get to that's use. Cool. But, we, but we each are writing down an asset for for, for the rest of the table to have. So I'm thinking the Black Knight satellite, you know, experimental satellite home base is one of our first asset. In which case, the technology I designed to push that gravitational push would also be an asset, Mm -hmm. correct? If If you'd like it to be. Like, but, uh, we can, if, if I we can have a bunch of things on the ship that aren't assets, like right? But they don't have a, they don't have mechanical. And, and even effect. this, they just won't have a mechanical. They just have a narrative place yeah. in the story. Which I think pushing the the moon is is more a story Probably thing. An yeah. Or, or is it a, a? Do you think it's an asset or it's more a story thing? Well, uh, your asset is a leash for your dog. <laughs> I, I would say I was going to say advanced uh, what what was that one advanced uh, engineering tools is what I advanced was engineering tools but I mean hell just the graviton device the graviton <laughs> like, like give it a cool name right the graviton so state of the art experimental black device. knight starbase I, I think we need a 3D printer 3D printer I, I think we need a 3D printer those are fun well, I'm going to put a weird and so outline. topical right now if you've been following Sayer <laughs> Thanks, Adam Nash. <laughs> I mean, I obviously have a leash for my dog, but yeah. I don't I mean, use you could it. Make but your but dog now you can, now you can strangle somebody with it and not have it count as an asset. I have, I have <laughs> my dog as the when thing I brought somebody, with it. Will if get the bonus wants point. to make <laughs> Grimshaw's dog one of the assets. Oh, I would love to, honestly. I was kind of thinking that. I just, do you mind? 
Uh, what, what there's happens a very to my dog? No, just it just it just means it can be used. Uh, it, it can be used it, it, okay. during a scene, during yes. a scene, okay. yes. as a, as a benefit. Also, if we get to Act Two and we've kind of screwed things up a lot and we end up in the black, we randomly we use Lou's assets. I, if with your permission, <laughs> may I make bones an asset? If we randomly that would make lose bones an as- useful, but also, also more at risk. Yes. yes, he might get vented into space <laughs> for the sake. Of or, the story, but I think it's but, better but that you do. We okay. do have a 3D printer, so you can print you a new. And print me a new look, bones. No, no, everything no, look, you need. Everything we you, need to make a new dog yeah. is present in an old dog. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think all the materials the you story, need to print out a new dog are already present in a deceased old dog. Right. So <laughs> asset original bones. <laughs> The oh the one and only the one and only look, bones bones look, and alpha. how does how Wait, does us printing a bones new bones prime. make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> Question bones. I'm gonna go to a murderous rampage across the ship. <laughs> does bones end with an S or a Z? S. Okay. Keeping it classic. All we right. have gravity on the ship because we've been moving so fast. We have gravity like in uh, think in the expanse. Just from our own inertia, we're all like stuck down on the ground because we're moving out. Poor dog. I got an almanac to look for numbers to find patterns in. Numerologist almanac. <laughs> we needed that. Yes, Ava- yeah. available now on the terrible, terrible warrior store. <laughs> this is random numbers. I'll just write out. one. It'll so be great. Think, yeah, yeah. Print out coast pie. to coast is the latest sponsor. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so we've all got our Boy, assets. If we have Bones real is actually sponsors, useful. He's not so, just so, there. Oh yeah, no, no, what, I do yeah. like. That. What are our yeah. five assets? We've got state of the art starbase. Bones, the dog, the graviton device, numerology almanac, and 3D printers. You got it. Wow, right. that was impressive. And He's used to being the jam. <laughs> so we don't have a med kit. Now, here's yeah. another thing that? that is going to be secret we'll just 3D to everyone. Arm. There are eight death cards in this game, and I've already written them all down ahead of time. Ooh. And I'm going to shuffle them up, and I have no idea which one you're going to get. They all just say death written on the back, and they're relatively identical because they're all with my handwriting. We each get one. And you're all going to get one death card. This card is secret. You keep it face down on the table, and it is your fate. It is how you will die. If you die and you don't fulfill this card, it adds two black dice to the crisis. (gasps) If you choose to die at any time... Following the death card, you get four white dice added to the plan, which is good. That's good. If you hit five harm, your character is dead. Your character is dead. If you don't want to die yet or you're not dying in a way that matches your card, you can cheat death. You can only cheat death once. And when you cheat death, we'll put a mark on your death card. You haven't... You've now cheated death. When you die and you follow through, if you hit five harm again and you're this time able to match your card and your death, uh, you get to add two white dice to the plan. If you hit five harm and you die and it matches your card and you've never cheated death, it's three, right? So, so the death card can either add two white dice, three white dice, or four white dice, depending on whether you sacrifice yourself or you die according to your fate or if you cheat death, right? And then if you get five harm and you die and it doesn't match your card and there's no other way out because you've already cheated death once before, two black dice to the crisis. Something went wrong and you didn't even die the way fate had intended. So these are all things like, uh, to give an example to the people at home, they're, uh, you, you will die following an order or you will die disobeying an order 
or you will die by someone else's hand, or you will die by your own hand. Right? Those are the kinds of things. And so they're, they're quite open-ended in terms of how that happens. You're the only one who knows, so you can move the narrative in those scenes and those threats. And when you're taking stuff to make sure that when you die, it fulfills your card. You will continue to play the game after you've, after you've, you've died, uh, but if all of us die before we confront the crisis, <laughs> um, but ideally, we'll arrive at the crisis with one survivor, with the ghosts of the other dead members of the crew offering the white dice from their positive deaths to help spurn us to victory, right? So one of us is going to be Cillian Murphy in the payload. <laughs> hurtling into the sun. So, again, spoilers, but I didn't tell you <laughs> to watch Sunshine before we started. Josh, your death guard. Maybe it's on Netflix in your country. It's um, not in this Canada. This is how you will die. That, that, this was a nice touch. This is how you're going to die. Did you do the, the blood splattering on purpose? No, that's actually <laughs> the one card that Tychus, uh, my ferret, her ferret, uh, walked on that was still wet with red ink on another card. <laughs> so... Little, I was going to say, it's, it's a really got, nice touch. But it's got like, little Tychus Peets on uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I got, yeah. And then those go over there. So you just keep that just nice in. solid yellow. <laughs> yes. What did you do? <laughs> Is it a good one? It's a good one. But like, did you mark? I flipped the card back over to see if you marked it. No, <laughs> I was shuffling and talking and I wasn't looking. And I then know, I, I saw. And I even handed top deck and then middle fanned it out and gave you a random one. So I absolutely did not. There you is gave no, the guy well with done. a pet a card that was marked by a pet. Yeah. Yeah. I um. No, this has worked out real well, guys. I'm got, real happy. It's got real dark. <laughs> okay, so that is the, the the second to last step. We have one final step, and then our creation step is over. We'll begin Act 1. Threat cards. Um, we're going to write each present five cards into the threat pool. I have already written down, if we don't want to come up with our own, the eight that are suggested for this setting. Um that are here, and I've also got the rest are blank. As we complete threats, will the whoever defeats that threat gets to write a new threat and add it into the pool. So at any time, there will always be five threats in the threat pool, and uh, or uh, five threats on the table. Some might be active, and some will be in the pool. As threats are resolved, new threats will be written to replace them. So we'll always come up to five. So to give you some idea of the of the suggested ones, uh, meteor shower, uh, clouds of space debris. Flesh-eating virus. <laughs> Coolant insulating mimic has failed. Uh, fire on the ship. Holes in the ship's hull. Uh, sunshine, sunshine, sunshine. Solar yeah. flares. Malfunctioning mimic. That's more 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey. Uh, it's time to kill the crew, because that's the only way we can solve the crisis. Uh, failing life support. A saboteur stowaway. Ooh, intense radiation. Fun. So those are... I, I like those a lot. Yeah, let's keep like those. Those, those so, are a bunch of the ones I was going to write down. Yeah. So <laughs> you can... They're in the gamut. So here's the thing. I've listed those out loud. This is where things get secret, just like the death cards, though. I'm going to hand Josh the blank deck and the pre-made deck. He's going to either write one down or select from the, from the prefabs and then hand those cards to Adam. And then you're going to either pick one from the prefab or write one down. And you're going to pick one from the prefab down and it's going to go around. And then we're going to have cards in a pool face down. The only threat you will know is the one that you wrote. 
or the one that you selected. And then everything will come back to me and I'll select either a prefab or write one of my own. And we'll know if someone writes one down, they'll be like, oh, cool. And then it's going to go down and it's going to sit there. During a spotlight scene, the person to the left of the player in the scene that's not in a scene will be mimic for the purposes of that scene. The person to the right of a player who's doing the spotlight who's not in a scene will be controlling the threat deck. They will flip through the five. So eventually we'll all know, but it'll be still silent. And you'll be flipping through the deck and you'll be listening to the scene as it's happening and you'll be thinking, which one can I interrupt the scene with? And then you will play the threat deck at the, at the climax of the argument or, or the whatever reassurance, hopefully giving everyone a chance to cash in their story cards as they need. And then before things get boring, red alert, you throw an interruption into it. Like we're hitting with a meteor shower or whatever's happening. We, we add more threats in as threats are resolved. Yeah, uh, so. threats, there is one threat is always added at the end of a spotlight scene. And threats are always added when the white and black dice, when trying to resolve a threat, tie. So that's like a tying the white and black is a critical failure. No one succeeds, no one loses, and a new threat is added, and now we have to deal with two. That's the only way you get duplicate threats. So the, uh, and we'll deal with resolving threats in play. It's just, I think it's a little more fun to just kind of figure it out as we go. Um, in terms of how we get from act one to act two, I think we'll be like, oh no, this is real bad. I'm really looking forward to you just all being like, we're fucked is kind of going to be the feeling of this game. Thanks, so, Captain G's. I, I don't want to be in charge. It's just my home, okay? <laughs> my name's on the deed. I was already here. <laughs> I dragged away my space trailer. <laughs> This is a state-of-the-art starbase <laughs> funded I... entirely by the economic crash of 2008. So, which was overseen by <laughs> using using which was overseen by little baby mimic. <laughs> it's actually like the secret Canadian space program. Ever since the whole uh, uh, was it uh, um, the Avro Arrow? Oh, Arrow. Uh, <laughs> we've never told anyone about our secret plot since. So, anyways. Yes, yes, even in Canada, we can have secret plots. Uh, so uh, I will hand this over to Josh, and you can have a look. Uh, everyone, it's totally fine if we just have five of the prefabs, because those are all real cool threats. They are. Um, just so I'm clear. So if I decide to write one down right now. It will all know you're writing one down, but you don't tell us what it is. Cool. And then we'll go flat down. Someone will, once we go into a spotlight, someone's going to figure it out. So it's not going to be a secret for long. It's just going to be like tension. But if I decide to write one down right now and later when we get to add more, will I be able to add from the prefabs or will I have to write one? Absolutely. Down? You can always add from the prefabs. Those okay. are always going to be there. Uh, and in fact, as we're writing new threats in, hopefully they will reflect the context of where the mission is, right? Like the threats we're going to be facing now might be very different after we crash onto planet X. Right. If that happens. What's well, all the cards? <laughs> Those paper shuffling sounds are real nice too. Yeah, I'm, I'm into all the ASMR <laughs> today. I'm generally not, but today I'm into it. I'm not getting like the ASMR shivers. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is nice. This is nice. I thought for sure. The three of you are going to pick this one out of the prefab deck, so I'm just going to add it in there. Because <laughs> I immediately went to go look. Did anyone pick it? Did anyone pick it? Oh, no one picked it. No, oh. I had a very specific one. There was one of the prefabs that I really wanted to add, but this I have to add. I have I have an idea for another one, too, but 
Yeah. We'll do that when I need I to. I want to see and where the story goes for you. Not specific with the threat either. The, the, because you're writing it down, Josh. There are three rules about the threats. They must be imminent. They are happening right now. They must be local. They are happening to us. Hmm. They are happening to our ship and our bodies. They're not somewhere else, right? So, And they are non-negotiable. For an example, you can negotiate with a vampire, but you can't negotiate with a zombie. So... Whatever it is, the t- threat must be tackled head-on right now, or we will all die and the mission will end. Right? That is what the, the threat is, yeah. is, is. It's non-negotiable, imminent, and local. And if any of those threats don't match any of that, like if, if any of the answer is no, then we have to rejig what that to threat make it is. I mean, eventually everyone's going to know because it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a, a secret furlong, um, but it will take at least five scenes before everyone knows and even then, as those threats are being rewritten, there's always probably going to be a chance where you won't know what every threat is in the pool at any given time. I will just put that right there next to the assets. Assets, okay. So we start the event with four black threats dice. There. We start the plan with a bunch of story points, which you can, if you really need to, invoke. Everyone has two story points where when they're taking on a threat, they can pay story points to get additional white die. You can also use your touchstone once in a game to get an additional white die, uh, as well as you will earn story points by cashing in your story cards, which are your sane, fear, secrets, and crazies. And then white dice are added to the plan for the end of the game. depending on how dice cards are, or death cards are played out. So, I believe that brings us to the end of episode one. Yeah. <gasps> Yay. Uh, just going to double check. Uh, threat cards, place the threats in the center of the table. We will return next week with the beginning of act one. And as the captain, my first job is to come up with the choice. Every game like this, every movie, every story, starts with a choice that we have to make. Something at this stage in our journey has gone wrong, and we now must choose this way or that way. Now, I can look onto a chart and randomly select it, and I probably will, because that's how I roll. But for an example, again, in Sunshine, it came when the dead zone came up early, and they had to make a choice. Do we go to Icarus 1, or do we stay on course? Do we change course, or do we stay on course? And and Kaba, the, the main character, is tasked with making that choice and it's a flip of a coin he, he can't determine it's it, the, so many probabilities we will have to choose I will be presenting to you at the beginning of the next episode something has now gone wrong with the plan and we have to choose do we go course A or course B and that will then set us down a butterfly effect of horrible outcomes <laughs> that will see whether or not we end up saving humanity so Darkest year of our adventure. Are we going to call this the Black Knight Starbase? Yeah, satellite. Black Knight Satellite. satellite. It rhymes from the Black Knight Satellite. We are humanity's last best hope, and this is our journey to stop Nibiru from colliding with Earth on Sunday, November (laughs) sixteenth. And for this game, I have been your captain of this brave crew of exceptional individuals. Maurice Errington. <laughs> he picked up his own name Gotta, gotta nail that down. <laughs> Justin Eacock, and I have been joined around my table by your last best hope. Jim Grimshaw, played by Joshua Barbo. Tracy Trickshot Schuler, uh, played by Adam Luker. Software engineer Newton Crane, played by Brent Morris. Uh, Dr. Ariel Sims, played by Terrible Warriors Judas Prepoison. 
and we will see you in the next episode, part two, act one, <laughs> of our last best hope, our journey to Pluto, apparently, to play space billiards. <laughs> see you next time, everyone. The Terrible Warriors releases new episodes every week, and our last best hope continues to the month of February. We now know what it is we're up against. And next week, they'll be faced with a difficult choice that will determine the outcome of their mission. And at least one member of the crew will die. Meanwhile, every week, our friends at the Cambridge Chronicles are still releasing new episodes. If you like actual play RPGs and you want to follow along with a long-form campaign, Oh, they're almost 19 episodes in to their Dungeons & Dragons storyline. Join Mike Dodd and his terrible warriors from the Guelph crew as they continue to play the Cambridge Chronicles at terriblewarriors.com slash Cambridge Chronicles. And of course, follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. Why don't you check out our Discord channel? Hang out with us. Let us know how you like the show. If you like this show and you want to hear more, consider becoming a Patreon supporter today. Patreon supporters gain access to our exclusive debrief episodes. They can listen in to live recordings on Discord, get postcards in the mail, be named as NPCs in our games, and may even join us here at the table to play a game. Today's Terrible Warriors and Humanity's Last Best Hope were Justin Eacock, Bree Poison, Adam Luker, Brent Morris, and Joshua Barbo. And the crew of the Black Knight Satellite will return next week in Operation Trickshot, right here on the Terrible Warriors. Terrible Warriors.